Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back, buddies, and welcome back to Sure It'll Be Grand with uh, me, Daniel, and Owen over here. I should have done that the other way around. It's not very polite in grammatical and syntax uh, laws. But welcome back to Sure It'll Be Grand. Uh, Owen, say hello. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Ah, General Kenobi. Hello there. Um, <laughs> yes, and welcome back to Sure It'll Be Grand. I guess I said now for the third time. And... It's um we're doing every two week episodes now, as some of you may be aware, for all one people listening to this. Um hello. Oh, that person is very aware though. Yes, they're very aware. Uh fair play to them, and we love them dearly. Uh Owen, how has your two weeks been? Incredible. Outrageous. Astounding. I'm yes. just having a great time. Well, you kind of are, actually, aren't you? Because um, a certain TV show has hit the <laughs> waves. Don't want to say the waves because it's not any more, like, you know, aerial. Yes, but it released. Yeah. Well, it hit the waves of the internet. It made Surfing. waves. Made Whoa. waves. Yeah. Made waves. In... Uh, has it made waves? Has it made waves? With me or generally? Generally. Generally, yes. They haven't released viewership figures yet yeah. for the first three episodes, as far as I know. But there was... Um, Should we mention what we were talking about first? We're because... t- well, we're talking about the Wheel of Time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I promised you all this would happen. Um, yeah. And Dan, I will please please cut me off at some point during this because uh, no. I'm going to... The I'm less gonna, I cut I you off, the less work I have to no, do. No, just, just, just generally, <laughs> like, if once we hit some sort of mark, just get me to stop and let's we'll right. talk about okay. the movie or I'll something. give you 15 minutes, I, how about that? I will talk about this just forever. Um, I haven't even had a chance to really talk about it yet. We didn't even talk about it. Like, we kind of messaged a little bit about it. But, but yeah, it came out last Friday, the first three episodes of The Wheel of Time, um, which I have mentioned a bunch on this show because it's my favorite thing ever. Like, I'm a, yes. hu- a huge fan of the books. I have yeah. been since I was, f- I think I was 15, 14 or 15 when I read the first book. Um, and I've read them all a lot. Yes. Like, a, a lot. So. And you've been badgering people a lot to read them. Yeah, <laughs> I just fucking read them. Hey, but hey the, man, man, I read like five books, okay? Yeah, no, you you did, you're the only one that yeah. ever listened to me and read some yeah. of them. Um, but yeah, so the, the first three episodes came out last Friday, and the rest, the, the remaining episodes will be releasing every, one every Friday until, um, I think, I actually think the series finale is coming out on like Christmas Eve or something. Um, oh, Okay. So they have between now and December twelfth to build them build the buzz because The Witcher season two comes out December twelfth and it's awkward. Oh, it's, it's awkward, awkward timing yeah. for them. But yeah, it it released and people are furious. Yeah, they are. And also, they? some other people are not furious. I'm not furious. I think it's great. Um, but I do. Uh, yeah, like oh, so overall. Um, and I I tweeted about this as well. If people want to read my full generalized thoughts on the first three episodes overall it's very good um 
just in terms of I think the costuming is incredible. I'm a bit I think the set design and stuff is great, but there's it's it's a it's like there's a little bit of genericness in there, it's, I think. It's, it's more that like television genericness. It's like looking at some of the sets, they're very obviously sets. Like yeah, they it, don't feel they, they different don't, at all. They, they like they look everything looks too <laughs> new or something, especially yeah. in, in Eamon's Field. Yeah, which yeah. For some reason they don't say the name Eamon's Field. Or Eamon's Field. But the, my main takeaway from this is I have to learn how to pronounce things properly because I've never, only ever read them. Like, I've, nobody's ever yeah. pronounced these words for me. And yes, I know there is a glossary at the back of every single book with phonetic pron- pronunciations for yeah, things. Fuck but that. phonetic pronunciations confuse me yeah. more than actual words. Yeah. Right? I don't know what they mean. You know what half the time. got me? <laughs> like, and the time, it's not really a spoiler, but they say, oh, um, I know they live past the mountains in the books. But they don't live in the mountains in the book, do they? They live at the like the foot of the mountain, basically. Yeah, because but the TV show makes it feel like they're more like hidden up inside the mountains. Yeah, they're like they're they're very close to the mountains that's, of that's mist. That's um, Yeah, they're very close to the mountains yeah. of mist, and the the road that travels from town to town in the two rivers is called the Quarry Road. Um, so there would they would have been at some point, a mining town. Manetherin, which I'm still going to call Manetherin because the show, I know that she says Manetherin, that sounds like an element of the periodic table or something to me. I'm just, it's, I don't know. Um, Sounds weird. So Manetherin (laughs) would have been in the mountains. It would have been higher up in the mountains of mist originally. Anyway, I'm getting way off topic. The Yeah, the first three episodes, I overall, I think they're very good. I'm very excited to see where they take things from here, to be honest. Um, they have obviously changed certain things, and I just I'll just touch on some of them briefly and what I liked and didn't like. The parent thing. I have, I only have one problem with the changes. The the yeah. the biggest ones that they've are clearly very obvious changes, apart from like just general plot structures and stuff. The parent one is just is is odd. It's an odd choice to make for me. Um, because he's he's meant to be a little bit like oh he's not good around girls and he's flustered at the beginning like he's like this big guy who's a bit shy about things you know yeah like well there's a there's a there's a running joke throughout all of the books that neither of Rand, Matt and Perrin they all they're they're always like damn oh I wish I wish Rand was here he knows how to talk to girls or then yeah. Perrin like damn I wish Matt was here he knows how to talk to girls and yeah. like they all think they're useless and they all get a lot of action so not really but yeah it's just a, it's just a Rand weird especially yeah yeah <laughs> I won't like I won't say what I won't I won't say like what what the change is maybe because I want people to watch it um and it won't matter if you haven't read the books but. Yeah, it's just a weird one, and there's other. There are there are two other characters in particular that have a large presence in Perrin's life in the books that they've decided to get rid of and replace with something else. Um, they could have just used those characters or one of them, and it would have still worked. It's just um, it's an odd choice. I know what they're trying to do with it. I get why they did it. Like I understand th- they're trying to they're trying to really showcase that other side of Perrin that he's afraid of he's afraid to because he does he's always even in the books like he says it multiple times that he's so much bigger than everybody else he's he's like afraid to do you know what I mean like if he if he ever like lashes out or does something he'll he could seriously hurt somebody and he's always been like that but yeah it's um to not not 
sure of that one yet. Uh, I don't hate it. I think it's fine. It's just an odd choice to make. Um, the matte stuff, I think, is perfectly fine. I think it makes total yeah, sense. I don't have any good, problem yeah. with it. Being honest, nobody ever really cared about Abel Cotton that much in the first place. Um, and it really, I, I think it helps. I was waiting for a little bit of a performance from that dude. It, I think know. it'll come back. I think it's going to come back around much later. If the show ever gets to like its fifth or sixth season, yeah. I think it will. Because he does show come up back around. Um, again anyway. Like. He, do, he realistically, he doesn't. Yeah. He isn't a character until book six or seven. Yeah, yeah. It, like, and that's when you kind of first meet him. But um, well, like you know, he's mentioned in the, at this beginning, but he doesn't do anything in the first book. He's just yeah. Matt's dad that they mention. But yeah, I'd, yeah, I'm fine with that. I think it's an int- I think it's a good choice. Um, the other Matt thing is that they he steals things. Um, a lot of people have a problem with that because Matt's not a thief and blah, blah blah. Again, it doesn't bother me. It's not. It's you know, it's I, not like he's a. I think, not to spoil it for people, so I won't go too much, but with the knife and all that, I think it actually makes more sense how it then was in the books for him to be a bit of a thief, just a little bit. Yeah, now, see, that there's the other thing, is in the book in, in Shadow Let's of Don't Lagos, go too far on that, by the but way. But just you know, in that just, scene, there is, yeah. there is another, there's a, a character that they sort of left yeah. out as well during that. Because they didn't really, they hinted at, at it being there, but... The, um. Yeah, I don't know. I think the structurally they made some changes that sort of make sense. I think the first episode is very clearly the first episode was originally about like two hours long and it was cut yeah. to shit. They cut yes, a yeah. whole bunch of stuff out of it and it's really obvious. There's, there's I just love like, when they show people like walk around the uh, market like on the festival day and says, oh, well, that was the festival day drink yeah, they're so they're, like i get it and i know the, the like the writers and the showrunner are kind of on record saying that they thought that they had to to get things started they had to get out of, of the two rivers as quickly as possible like they they needed to leave and like set out into the world and that's fine but like the the pilot could have been two hours long nobody would have cared yeah. um yeah. i think that's studio interference uh rafe judkins the showrunner it has said in interviews that the first episode or whatever when he was making it he got like this is him saying this he got about eleven thousand notes from the studio um so i definitely think the studio yeah. were like nah this is too long nobody's gonna watch this for two hours you're you're like this is just people sitting around talking for the first hour and fans would have loved it but i can see where they're coming from this is weird, like this otherwise is, but this is the same plat but this is the same platform that's releasing the Lord of the Rings TV series, right? Which is, you know, I mean, not I don't think canonically connected to the movies, but like, pe- they know that fantasy viewers will watch things. You know, yeah, well, they'll yeah. watch it for two hours, no bother. They will. They <laughs> two will. hours is nothing. No, and it's a pilot. Show plenty yeah. of shows have done like really long pilots, and then every other episode is is regular length. Um. So yeah, yeah, I think the I think the first episode suffers from that. I think there's a lot of stuff in it. Like first time, my first I've watched I watched three episodes a couple of times now. Um, like first because first time through I was just very emotional and and like every time they mentioned something wheel of timey, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe this is real. I can't believe they've actually thrown like a a big budget at a wheel of time thing, and it's not just some like. Because in my head, it's still just this, like... I know it's massive. It's sold bajillions of copies worldwide since it's been released. Like, But in my head, it's still mm. this, like, small thing that only I know about or something. It's, like, it's so yeah. weird to see it on the screen. To be fair, whenever I do mention it to people, they still go, like, what? 
Uh, what is it? Yeah, I've never it is. That. I've like, I've never not a huge fantasy thing. I've never met anybody that has read it. Yeah, like in real life, I've never people are like, "Oh, what are you reading?" or "What's your favorite book?" or whatever. I'm like, oh, it's the wheel of time, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, I know about it." No, most people don't. But at the same time, it is the second highest selling fantasy novel series of all time behind the Lord of the Rings. So yeah. that could be also because it has a lot of. Books, yeah, it does so. have a lot of books. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah. So yeah, f- I don't know. I get. I like th- most of the changes are fine. I think, uh, th- I think the cast are amazing. I think they're all really, yeah. really well cast. Like uh, Rosamund Pike as Moraine is perfect. Um, Daniel Henney as Lan. I wasn't sold on initially, but after seeing, him, I think he's great. I love what he's doing with Lan. I th- um, I think a lot yeah. of what he's doing is that is, like. Because he doesn't, because Lan doesn't say much in general, but it's it's his yeah. actions, it's the the staging of things with Lan is great. Um, never really thought I'd say this, but I quite like Egwene. I always hated her yeah. in the books. I I never liked her as a character from book one. She was just a brat. I just was like, no, I don't let. You're just annoying me. Um, and I just I think she gets. I think she does some really cool shit. Don't get me wrong. Like throughout the book, she does. She's important and she does some very. Yeah. She has some awesome moments, but I just. Never I really love the relationship between Lan and Moraine. They really did well to show that there's like a symbiosis going on there as well. Yeah, yeah, they did that. Even I know the bath scene was a, maybe some people would say gratuitous. I actually thought it it genuinely explained how they're almost one entity. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it was great. I love their. I love all of that. I think um, Marcus Rutherford as Perrin is perfect casting. It's yeah, he's he's, great. he's brilliant. Is it? I'm, I'm, he's that nice big lump yeah, of a man. I'm really really excited yeah. for his plotline that's coming up. Yeah, um, yeah. It's gonna be yeah. I'm really excited. Uh, I think the um, uh, yeah. I think Nynaeve is. I think Nynaeve is very good as well. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not crazy about the added backstory thing that they gave her. Um, I, I think it's part of it is fine, but the the fact where you know I just it I think it diminishes her somewhat. Um, what they've said about her, where she grew up or whatever. Um, yeah, but she's Zoe Robbins it, is great. Here's the thing: it's been a while since I read. Um, at the very beginning, the river scene did that happen in the books? No. Okay, no, the grand, women, okay. the women circle this initiation thing. No, they yeah. they've aged all the characters up for the show slightly as well. Did, in yeah. in which is all right. I don't. No, it's it's that. they're not like Literally, they're like a year no. or two older basically. Yeah. Um, but Egg Egwene in at, at the start of the first book ha- hasn't. It's a thing that where she has because they're like the women's coming of age thing is once they like come of age they're allowed to they have they start wearing their hair in a braid like yeah. Nynaeve does and Egwene in the start of the first book um i believe she starts wearing her hair in, in a braid and the lads comment on it like you're not old enough yet kind of thing like you're not yeah. she's like just not quite that age yet um so we don't know if they maybe they do have some sort of ceremony i'm assuming they do when a woman comes of age but we don't see anything like that uh, we don't like naive just throw her off a cliff into a raging river or anything like that but it's great it, it what that scene does is it's brilliant foreshadowing for things later um, yeah, yeah that's in, true. on on how one might do do a certain thing. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, they're all all the cast are great. Uh, Barney Harris as Matt 
is probably the one where I'm like, and this is, it's not him. I think he's very good. I'm just kind of like, I don't want to fall in love with him because he's not coming back for season two. Is he not? They recast Matt for season two. Um, oh. It's a different guy. Actually, I think it's an Irish actor named uh, Donal. Hey, Donal. it's grand. Lovely. <laughs> Donal, and I can't think of his last name. Um, Donal Gleeson. <laughs> Do- Donal Gleeson is back. But yeah, it's... He's good. He's very good. And I like what they're doing with Matt. Mm. It's just, it's hard to, I don't want to like him too much because I know he's not come back. They have not said a single thing about why. There's yeah. no, we have no zero information. We don't know if he, dis, if he left. We don't know if he was, if he did something and he was fired. We don't know if they were just like, this is not working out. We don't know if it was a contract thing. We don't know if something happened to him. Like nothing. I can't he, wait. He wasn't even at the, the, the premiere. First three episodes and just keep on calling Matt really loudly in the second season yes. just to reconnect people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was. He wasn't even in the. He wasn't even at the. The world premiere was in London and all the cast were there. Oh, and Barry okay. Harris wasn't at. Like, like he hasn't been in any of the the promo stuff. They're all doing all these. All the cast are doing interviews and stuff now. He's not doing any of that stuff. So nobody knows what happens. But the people are leaning on the people seem to be in two camps they either think people are either worried about him and they're like god i hope he's okay that they think it was he left because he wasn't like like he was having problems or something and yeah and the other side of people are like he obviously did something like something Uh clearly happened but the the answer is no we don't know we have no idea here's the thing um it's not so much casting but just characterization tom yeah tom is the one where i I'm reserving judgment because I don't know yet. I don't hate what we saw of him in episode three. Um, but it's not Tom. But I was just kind of like, this isn't, this is, I'm not, you know. Now, look, yeah. I think, I think I, I could, I'd come to like him for what it is. Um, yeah. Just it's not, he's not, it's not Tom as I saw him. But yeah, he did cartwheels sure. and jumped around and like had, patterns on the outside of his coat and it was very he the, the coat is the thing that gets me because tom was like he was super particular and protective of his yeah. demons coat like it was a big deal that like this is yeah. like no if you don't have a coat you're just a regular street performer the the coat is what makes you a gleeman you get the coat and everybody knows when you walk into town that's a gleeman that's not just some guy who can juggle that's a gleeman yeah. um so like like they and he has the patches. I don't know. Part of me thinks we're gonna th- doing some weird thing where he he's hiding it. Like the jacket is a spec. They've made the jacket particular to Tom and not just all gleam. And it's like a special thing. Yeah. And he's wearing it inside out so people don't realize he's Tom Marilyn, who, not to give anything away, but is more than just a simple gleaming. Um <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. I'll see. I'll see where they go with it. Um, yeah, we're not sure. But that episode overall was great. I liked how they combined all of. Rand and Matt's wandering around the countryside for 17 chapters into just one condensed incident in a town. That was cool as well as well written. Um, yeah, there you go. It, I've it, I've gone over 15 minutes, but there's my general. There's my talk. You have two minutes left, buddy. Do I? <laughs> oh shit. Okay, I've got a minute left. What else? What else do I want to talk about? Uh, the effects are hit and miss. Uh, some of them. Yes. Are... Oh, can I just talk? There's one effect. It's when the village is being attacked. And the Trolloc is above um, one of the characters and is about to, like, attack and just, you know, gets ripped apart. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say what happens. Yeah, yeah, because it, yeah. But it looks like PlayStation 2 graphics. Like the, yeah, some... The it, they're, they're, you, know what, you know what did it for me? 
<laughs> what made me go Ugh, was um actually the the bathtub scene i thought the when moiraine heats the water and the yeah. steam starts coming off of it it was really obviously like just fake steam that had been laid over the top of the image it was just like what is this it doesn't Which look like really it's weird, coming from the water definitely like just like it's, it was a simple thing yeah steam and you know this it. they had a i read somewhere i read somewhere at some point because they were kind of bragging a little bit about the budget that they had for each episode. Somebody yeah. somewhere said Amazon gave them like 10 million an episode or something crazy Doesn't to make look this like thing. Because the, they were bragging about how they all of the village of Eamon's field in, in episode one, they built the whole village just so they could burn it down again. Like they built the entire thing and then they physically knocked everything down when during the final oh. battle and stuff. And that okay. felt just like, well, that seems like a waste. But <laughs> but yeah, the effects are kind of, they look. I think part of it looked good. I like the the channeling in it like Maureen when she's weaving the one power looks good for the most yeah. part though I think they, um, they have to work on her choreography I think they could have done I think they could have been cleverer about it um, yeah. because there is a I think depending on who who is lo- which character in world is watching Maureen do what she's doing you could you could either see or not see the weaves yeah, yeah, that's true. But you know, it is a vi- it's a visual cue for the audience, so it's fine if it's there the whole time. But they could have been they could have done something cool like that and then explained it afterwards. But um, yeah, overall, I I, I really liked it. Uh, yeah, I loved it. To be quite honest, I think it was I think it's good. I think it's off. I think it's a good start. Um, and I think I think by episode three, that it had kind of really found its rhythm, and episode three felt like a proper episode of tv i guess because there was a lot kind of condensed into particularly episode one um but yeah it's cool tam is great there's my final point cool i'm glad you liked it thank you there you go good right uh we're also doing a show today and it's a star trek movie uh one of the old ish ones i don't want to say older ones because um I can already feel people getting um, scared and annoyed. Um, yes, uh, we're doing Star Trek First Contact. And with this, I got on to do some homework um, by watching a few select TNG episodes. Yes. Didn't I? Uh, you gave me a list of six. Well, five yes. and one. Five. You said Optional. there was a sixth one that you know, you can watch this maybe if you want. I, d- I watched three of them. <laughs> Yes, you did. Got but three I think you watched the three important ones, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you watched that, and I think yeah, we'll go through it. Um, so this was TNG's uh, second movie, uh, the first one being Generations. Um, it it was directed by um, Jonathan Frakes, our very own Mister Riker, who. Oh, and you had some notes on Riker. Uh, can you read them there? <clears throat> Let me pull up my notes and find uh, what I wrote about Riker. Where is it? Yeah. Oh, I have it here. Um, Riker Fox. <laughs> that guy knows how to fuck. Yes, he does. I mean, that yes, man does. is a specimen. Yes. And he is. looks at every single thing in the room. I'm not just people. Of, no, no. of not just people, not just humans, not just uh, items. I think yeah. every single thing that he looks at, he looks at like he's thinking about how he would fuck it. 
you know there's a thing in it um you might not have actually seen it in your um a uh, bit of viewing a star trek but there's a thing called the Riker maneuver right hmm. uh so yeah you think it's that it's not that uh, <laughs> it is that. um yeah maybe it is okay uh but when he once you notice it and uh, if you ever watch star trek again he swings his legs his leg over the back of a chair when sitting down he doesn't stand in front of the chair and sit back he swings it over every chair he sits because john friggs has a back injury and that was the easiest way for him to sit down but no one notices this until they're told and then they see it every single time but yeah um i just loved it but yes he was uh directing this movie um we have uh the tng cast back um with a few additions from other uh star trek um shows as well um Patrick Stewart, obviously, coming back as Picard. Uh, John Frakes comes back as Riker, though not much Riker. He's there, here and there, but I, because uh, John Frakes is directing it, I think he decided to take a bit of a backseat on his character. Uh, give me your notes on Data there. Data is goated. Yeah. Data is the MVP data. of everything. Yeah, yeah. I love that yeah, man. He is. Android. Mandroid. Yes. Data. Uh, LeVar Burton returns as Geordi. Um, You had a reaction to Geordi in this movie, didn't you? Well, I had written down when I was watching the TV episodes, My one of my questions was, what the fuck's up with the thing on his head? Like, oh, I, do you want... Why does he have you... a... He has a visor. I was like, does he have eyes? Is this a special device that like magnifies his vision or is this his eyes? Yeah. Do you want to answer? Have an answer? Well, in the, in the, in the movie, he has eyes. So it, yeah. I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, there you go. It's fine. No, okay, no, no. So he doesn't have those eyes in the TV show. So he has no, he has no eyes. No, he has eyes, but he's just blind. They're just right. milky white. We see him take it off once in a while. He, I, I, I think it was a. F- he had since he was born. Like he was blind since he was born. Like, um, I was about to say it's because he got caught in a fire, but then I realized that was later on. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. Yeah. So he can. He can see using that device, and then uh, for the movies, they gave him implants, those irises, things he had. Um, then uh, Michael Dorn as Worf. Give uh, me a new, um, because you, you're a new viewer. I want to know your notes uh, about Worf. <laughs> Worf is useless, man. <laughs> <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't do anything. He just no, he fucking, not. he's just there, and they're like, Commander Worf. And he just like pulls out a fucking. Uh, uh, what do you call the things they shoot with? Phaser. Phaser. I was gonna call it a taser, but uh, uh <laughs> he pulls out a phaser and is like, "It's not working," and then he gets smashed against the wall, and they all go, "Whoa, wharf!" And then that's it. That's all he does in every episode. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! He had a great ta- um line in this movie, and you know it. He yeah he, d- he did yeah he did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll mention it a little yeah. bit later. Uh, yeah, uh, Gates McFadden's come back to Beverly. Um, I found out weird. So Gates McFadden, Beverly um, in TNG is kind of seen as a love interest for uh, Picard. And, you know, I, oh, look, we'll mention that later on. Remind me about uh, Beverly, okay? Uh, then sure. Mar- Ma- Marina Sirtis uh, as Troy. And then um, Alfred Woodard. Woodard as Lily, who was a new character for this movie. Um, she was one of like 21st century person. 
and uh, Zephyrin Cochran, um, James Cromwell. And I suppose I'll mention one more person, which is the Boar Queen, Alice Krieg. Yes. yes. Who we both somehow recognized. Yeah. Yeah, Weirdly. She, she suddenly became very recognizable to us. She, Though, like she's in, she's in the most intense physical costume yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. And we were both like, is that is she in Thor? Yeah. <laughs> but and really weird because the Thor one is like a two minute job. Like. She didn't want to see. I think we both, because I was like, was she in Thor? And you were like, oh, we, is, is that Thor's mother? And that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, is she? Yeah. Is that Thor's mother? Yeah, she's yeah. not Thor's mother, but she is in Thor in the Dark World. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, this game was a little bit of hey wait for you because uh, Neil McDonough McDonough McDonough, uh, McDonough Buzz Lightyear yeah, yeah playing Lieutenant Hawk and there was um, Adam Scott uh, from The Office yeah uh, he's it's like one little little yeah. scene but still I was like oh hey it's Adam Scott yeah he was he was on the Defiant as con officer um there were, there were some cameos from other um, Star Trek shows as well. Robert Picardo shows up as the holographic doctor. Um, remember that when they're trying to escape the match? Sure. Yeah. Uh, he was in Voyager. He was a long-term character as a holographic doctor. Oh. And we also had, oh, people going to kill me. Um, the actor for Neelix. Give me one second. Neelix. Johnny... Silvernose. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Ethan Phillips uh, showed up um, when they first entered um, the holograph, hologram, holosuite, um, where he's like, hey, fellas, to the Borgs, you can't come in here not dressed. He he has played um, a few characters, but notably uh, Neelix in Voyager. So th- there was a bit of love there. They wanted to you know, show people from different ones. The one thing, like, the Defiant shows up, which is from DS9. Um, that's why Worf, because Worf and, um, obviously, TNG was over at that stage, and he joined the cast of DS9 as Worf. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, they came in for the rescue. But, yes, I think we could start talking about this movie. <laughs> Right, what the hell is going on? Um, movie starts, Picard is having some nightmares about being Locutus, as when he was a Borg himself, when he got... Now, and you watched those two episodes where he gets turned into Locutus? Did you like the two episodes? Um, yeah, they were alright. Yeah. They were okay, it's... like... It's interesting because they were a season finale and a season um, start episode. So, you know when Riker, at the end of the first episode, let's, like, shoot or, like, attack. Like, that was the end of a season. And then people had to wait to see what would happen. Yeah, I thought um, they were, those two episodes were better than the the other one I watched. Yeah. The, The Q one. I don't like that guy, yeah. and I thought that episode was kind of stupid. But, um, oh, it was a way but I get it's, Borg, it. It introduces yeah. the Borg for the first time, so yeah. I get it. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you watched Family as well, didn't you? No, I watched. Oh, I watched Q Q Who Who Q I Q. Oh, who? but yeah, no, you won't watch Family before that. But I think Q Who was first on the list, and then was the, it? All right, and then it enough. was the two parter, okay. and then 
Oh, you should watch. Then it was I, I Borg, and then something else. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Family was is a good episode because it shows how torn up Picard is. He goes home to visit his brother and all kind of stuff. Damn it. Yeah. Okay. But so you've watched the TV series. You watch some of the TV series now. What do you think of the Borg? Um. So, at first, I thought they were dumb. Right. I thought my initial thoughts were. Wait now, I'll, I'll read it to you exactly as I wrote it down when I was watching it. The Borg looked like poo. Okay. That's what I wrote down. Uh, ba- me, me, mainly their ship. I was like, this is this looks stupid. This is a big cube. Um, I think they get better. I think um, they're basically the Cybermen, right? Oh, there's a fucking debate. <laughs> is that, is that um, so yeah, much well, what yeah, they yeah, are? They, they're they, just the Cybermen? Believe it or not, um, the, it was a crossover comic where the Spider-Man yeah, and the sure, Borg yeah. come together. there was, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, wow, you're me. Oh, what? It's that Spider-Man <laughs> meme just pointing at each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. There's some Facebook groups I'm part of that would love that image drawn. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, they're fine. Like, it's the, I, they're not... Um, they're a good concept, though, aren't they? Yeah, that that concept is good. Yeah. In general, like it's a it's an interesting thing to um explore. Um Yeah. And I think th- I think the movie does a, a good job of exploring like that kind of aspect of Star Trek of what is humanity and all that kind of stuff. Um yeah, they're fine. They're all right. I think they yeah. I definitely think they're a lot more interesting in the in the movie with the Borg Queen involved um than in the three episodes I saw them in cuz they were just like nameless faceless and then captain picard was one and i was like mm-hmm. yeah he's dead um, forever I th- I yeah. yeah i think a lot of people had problems actually given the borg a face because they were meant to be less seen as individuals and as a character and more as this almost like force of nature like a, a cloud front coming and ready to destroy things but i understand why other people do actually like having the queen there because it actually makes Gives intent and feeling to them, you know. Yeah, it's. It, I think they were just going for the because they the the hive mind kind of thing would have a a queen of some sort. But I don't know. Yeah. I liked I liked the queen in yeah. the movie. Yeah, I she, thought she was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the dominatrix. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> very clearly a dominatrix. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the sixth dungeon aboard the SS Enterprise. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, the uh, Picard is having dreams about the Borg and that kind of stuff, and he gets a call from an admiral, and the admiral saying, "Hey, sorry to wake you up or whatever, Picard. Uh, there's a whole bunch of Borg coming. Uh, we don't want you anywhere there. We want you to go to the Romulan neutral zone and make sure the Romulans don't fuck about while we're like having to fight the Borg." And he tells his team, and they're like, what the fuck? Like, you're literally the expert on the Borg. This is so dumb. He says, yeah, well, I mean, maybe they think I'll be a liability, and blah, 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 blah. And ends up, you know, uh, Starfleet can't handle the Borg because they didn't send their expert. And Picard said, oh, I'm going to go and fight the Borg cube. Fuck Starfleet's rule. And Data goes, hell yeah, man. And <laughs> they <laughs> fly off to Earth. That's how, he uh, talk, that's how he talks. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, man. Hell Woo. yeah, dude. Let's I'm go kill robot. some shit. Woo. That's why I like Data. That's how he, he's that <laughs> character. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so, uh, you know, Picard breaks the rules, flies back to Earth, and makes a last stand with some of the remaining ships to defend Earth. And Worf comes in on the Defiant, uh, shooting down, and he's like, oh, maybe today is a good time to die and not do anything, really. And the Enterprise comes to shield him, and Worf joins back on um, the ship. And yeah, they they have a battle, and... um, Picard suddenly realizes there's a way to destroy the ship. Tells them like, "Oh, yeah, just shoot at these things." And they're like, uh, "Homie, uh, this is not going to destroy. They're like not important systems on the Borg cube." Says, "Hey, dude, who's the captain? Do it." Mm. He doesn't. He he doesn't. As to my recollection, tell them what they were shooting at, though. Yeah, like he, he gives just, coordinates. He yeah, but he gives yeah. the coordinates, and they're like, "That's that data is like that's that, those are no. They're not like um." Systems, that's <laughs> important systems, or li- yeah. life support systems, or whatever the fuck he's like systems that the ship needs to function. And Picard's yeah. like, I know, trust me, shoot exactly at those coordinates, and they all shoot, and then the ship blows up, <laughs> which kind of says they whatever was there was an important function of the work. Yeah, yeah, like it, oh, like, yeah. It was clearly maybe something like. Yeah, I always assumed that maybe it's like maybe it's a relay or something that everything kind of goes through that's not important by itself but if it doesn't work all the other things can't work kind of thing I don't know yeah. um, he could have told like Safi a while ago that hey there's a soft spot on the Borg cube yeah it's, it's interesting that nobody from Starfleet like even your <laughs> one in the two episodes the two parts that I watched the yeah. the blonde woman that had a thing with Riker when, um, yeah. who was apparently Starfleet. Not a sex thing with Riker, no, well, just to be I clear. Just maybe, because it is Riker. I think maybe it uh, developed that way. The, oh, I, there was sexual tension. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> That's just, Riker has that with everybody. The I think who she was, they said in those episodes, Starfleet's designated Borg woman, basically. Like, yeah. she, was, she was in charge of investigating yeah. the Borg. She never sat down with Captain Picard and was like, let's pick your brain. Tell me everything you know about the Borg. Tell me how their ships work. Tell me, like, tell me how they function. Tell me what their purpose is. Tell me if they have a leader. Like, she was never like, we need to do a follow-up interview with you, Mr. Picard, yeah. because you got turned into an alien robot for yeah. a few hours, and we need to see if you're yeah. okay. Like, that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think um, they do hint that, oh, he can still hear their song, so maybe he doesn't really know it normally but because he's nearby he can hear the hive mind in himself and knows where to go it might be one of those situations you know they could make that possibly. clear possibly uh, yeah there it's also there's also a scene where when he meets the Borg queen for the first time where he's it's like a suddenly he goes oh i remember you now kind of thing is if he had he'd forgotten yeah, all of that exactly yeah you were destroyed in that ship. Oh, you think so three-dimensional, Picard? Yeah, basically that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which also says anyway, to me... Yeah, um, uh, the Borg cube uh, has a baby, and it's a round one, and it flies towards the Earth and travels back in time uh, to 21st century, 19... Uh, 20... 2063. 63, yeah, yeah. that's it. Um... And basically what they're trying to do is trying to stop Stefan Cochran, who was the man who invented the warp engine, which is how all the entership, all the entership prizes, ooh, fuck, all the starships um, in Star Trek fly around. Um, that's, that's, they use warp engines, and they're basically trying to kill that dude, and it's post-World War Three, so everyone's kind of not ready to resist the Borg and all this kind of stuff, and yeah, uh, like... 
they realize the Borg have changed in history and they follow them. And a wonderful jaunt occurs of them meeting Zephyr Cochran, him not being as much of a hero as they thought he'd be. And all the female characters being... leave the movie. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, which, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. That's the big thing. And, you know, the, the movie is all about really, um, Picard um, fighting his urge for revenge and wants to destroy the Borg with his idea of what it means to be human, how humans are meant to be more evolved at this stage. and you know, that it's not about revenge. It's about doing the best for humanity and those around you. You know, that's that's the ethos. So it's it's Picard's conflict with that ethos. Um, yes. Because he is so personally hurt. Like they, like if you watch the family one, like um, he talks to his brothers, like, like they opened him up, they tore things out of him like he lost parts of himself when he was turned into a Borg like it's it really really hit him hard mm-hmm. and yeah it, it's a story of that it's, it's a story of Picard more than anything maybe that's the idea it's you know how Earth was turned into like a Borg planet is kind of what happened with Patrick Stewart and uh, Patrick Stewart's character Picard because he was his entire being was changed into this Borg. And now he has to find a way to go back to the core of who he is and try to recreate that. You know? Captain Ahab. Captain Ahab. Yeah, this is the thing I want to mention, right? Um, so I liked Lily. She's grand. Um, I, I love the actress. Excellent actress in general. But... um. Yeah, Lily. Um, Lily is from Earth, twenty uh, first century. Um, she worked along with Stephen Cochran on the warp engine, and she um, gets some radiation poisoning from um, the Phoenix, which is the ship they're using um, for the warp, which used to be a, a like a nuclear silo. And like after a confrontation of data jumping down three fucking stories oh, yeah. in the missile yeah, yeah, silo. Great, great scene. Great scene. <laughs> <Just whoa. laughs> uh, she has like radiation poisoning and you know she gets brought to the ship and Beverly looks after her and all this kind of stuff. But yeah eventually she kind of comes the moral compass for um, Picard saying like what the fuck are you doing? This is all about revenge. But it's really interesting because Picard has this um, so the Enterprise is taken over by Borg. Um, a lot of his crew gets taken over. Um, and him and Lily are running through the ship and all this kind of stuff and tricks them into a hollow suite and shoots them. And we see this really kind of Picard moment where um, Picard really sticks his hands into si- inside of this dead Borg trying to rip out a chip and this like, blood over his hands and all that. And Lily knows, wait, Jesus, this is like one of your crew. And like, oh, yeah. And he knows the crew member. And, like, he's lost complete, like, perspective, like. And it gets to the point where he's on the ship and he calls Worf a coward, that he just wants to run away. And one thing you can say about Worf, he's not a coward. Not at all. He loves to fight. He wants to do this shit. But he's like, no, we got to protect the crew, you fucking idiots. we got to leave. And Picard's like, no, I will sacrifice every single person on this ship. And, and you know, all this kind of... And we see, like, Lily goes to Beverly and says, 
so what do we do now after Picard leaves? And says, we do as the captain told, said. He never changes his mind. It's like, Beverly, you're literally the character a lot of the time who go to the captain to talk to him about things. Like, and I really feel Lily's almost the Beverly character in this. Like, you know, like they, they swapped her out. Yeah, weirdly. Yeah. It's, I, I, it's kind of odd. Like, Deanna, like, essentially just, she gets, like, blackout drunk at the start of the movie and then we don't really see her ever again. <laughs> she's no. not around anymore. Like, even no. when they're doing things on Earth, she's not there. Beverly, like, escapes from the med bay and then also kind of isn't really around anymore. And it's just yeah. Lily kind of following Picard around, acting as his literal conscience in scenes, just going, like, you can't do that. Well, that's one of your yeah. people. No, you've gone mad with power kind of thing, almost to the extent where I wouldn't have been surprised if at the end they turned around and Captain Picard was like, yeah, Lily was a great woman and everyone else was like, who the fuck was Lily? What are you talking about? It's all in your head. <laughs> there was no Lily. What do you want about John Luke? And he's like, oh shit, I invented a, a woman to act as my conscience or something. Like oh God. Because that was her whole, that was the only reason she was there was to just... Yeah, I mean, it was that, that and to scene. show how a person of her time would react to like the Enterprise and its people and that kind of stuff. But to be fair, that could have just been set from Cochrane. Yeah, we had that with, with Cochrane. Like, that was... Yeah. You had a lot of that with Cochrane. <laughs> His whole thing yeah. was him going, what the fuck is happening? No, I don't want this. I didn't do this for to save humanity. I just want to be rich. You know what's yeah, weird? He probably, he probably was rich. You know what's weird? In the original series, uh, you get to meet Stephen Cochrane as well. Um, because like it's it, like he's meant to be dead for a long, long time. But <laughs> they just meet him on a random planet and he hasn't aged. Because they say look, there was just a legend of him one day leaving um, Earth on a ship and never coming back. And they find him in the original series and he's a mortal kind of thing going on. Oh. <laughs> okay. I was going to make you watch that one, but I went, and uh, is I, he, I, I is, can't make him watch TOS. <laughs> is he still like, like, is it the same? Is he the same then as he is in this? Or is it like... Because no, he's, like he's a little being. bit more. Is he? Ver- but he is he the figure that they believe he is from history books? Yeah, like he's a this, bit. Like... He's a bit more of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's not like. <laughs> he's not and like. Can... <laughs> he's not introducing <laughs> Spock's people to fucking rock music and alcohol. Yeah. And like... <laughs> I, did you like Stephen Cochran in this? Yeah, he was. Great. Yeah, I like. I like him. I like him as an actor, yeah. even if his last name is Cromwell. I think he's a good oh. actor. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> well, we don't like we don't yeah. like Cromwells, but uh, yeah, he's good. I mean, we, he's in a bunch of shit that um, people will recognize him from. So, um, it was nice to see him turn up. He was yeah. one of the moments where I went, "Oh, yeah, yeah. that guy's in this." Yeah. So he's good. Well, I, he's I, good. What I liked about him is because he he's very much like you know because the people of like the twenty fourth century they're a little bit squeaky clean. They're a bit like proper and professional and then there's this guy in a fucking dirty jacket who they adore just drinking from a hip that's woo I'm gonna take a leak is that uh, a leak I don't see any leaks around here do you people I'm surprised that don't you people pee I was like that's a bit weird for him to say I was like hey don't you go for a fucking piss sometimes yeah I I thought it was odd <laughs> that he said pee as well in that yeah. sentence they obviously yeah. was the rating for this like were they was yeah. it a they weren't allowed curse yeah. kind of thing, so they had to have him say P. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, One F-bomb would have made it P. 
PG thirteen. Yeah, is the rule. Yeah. You're allowed one if I think it's one. Yeah. Correct me if I'm well, wrong. Yeah. Um. I mean, look, there's more. There's plenty more to talk about this movie. Um. You know, we get reemergence of data. We know that he still has his emotion chip. Um. Which would have been news to you, I believe. The emotion chip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't mentioned in any of the episodes I watched. No, yeah, so no, he, he didn't, didn't have, have an emotion chip back then. Yeah, and you know he's he's emotional, um, and he can turn it off and all kinds of stuff. But then, obviously, when he gets captured by the boar queen, she uses his emotions and his lack of um, use of those emotions to like basically hack into him, like like try to control him and use him, and she gives him like skin attached to his body. Yeah, I really liked them. I really <laughs> liked that whole. The yeah. whole back and forth between Data and the Borg Queen I thought was great. I loved the idea that Data, like, twisting Data into the, the Borg collective functionally yeah. was the opposite of making a human into a Borg. They yeah, added yeah. human pieces to him to make him more malleable to, to the Borg. So I thought that was cool. That was yeah. really great. Um, I still love that line, moment. though. Like, even though he said, I was tempted for a while. And guys like what? Oh, that's great! Yeah, yeah. point zero two seconds. That yeah, that's an eternity for it's an, an eternity for an android. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. data yeah. is just great. I like data. Yeah, yeah. No, I I love data. I definitely like. If you ever, I can give you more episodes that have more data centered. Like if you want to, data is definitely the the ship. Oh, talk about data centers. Ruining the. We'll have no electricity for Christmas then. If we have any more data centers. The show is very much like the the meme of um like data is very much the team at one hundred percent and team at ninety nine percent where they cut out everyone else and it's just data. Oh, definitely. <laughs> he does he does everything every other crew member does, but better. Yeah. Oh, like he's like a, really... he's stronger than Worf, right? Yeah. He's a better engineer than and then Jordy, who I, w- I yeah. want to call LaForge because I think it's a really cool last name. <laughs> yeah. Like, Where's Jordy? Not no, so much like, good he, he, I, I, there's, I haven't seen explicit evidence of it, but I'm fairly certain he w- he knows more about human anatomy and medicine than Beverly. Yeah. I think he could so, do it. I think he probably, he probably has. Could, he could like, just be like, yeah, I'll, or, you know, whatever. I'll just learn. Well, I suppose right the, the thing like, is, like, he. He doesn't have the imagination as well as humans. No, he doesn't. That, but like, yeah, you yeah. know, he's a better navigator than. Who's the navigator in this? Lieutenant Hawk. <laughs> yeah, it's Hawk. Is, yeah, is Hawk has Hawk good. replaced yeah, West, yeah. Wesley Crusher? Yeah, I think no, no, no. It was no, the little kid, the navigator. Lieutenant Hawk is another character. You said just Lieutenant Lute- Hawk, the character played Wesley Crusher. No, just, has he replaced <laughs> Wesley Crusher? Oh right, in, okay. In, in like, in, like, no, man, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, are Neil McDonough and Will Wheaton the same person? <laughs> Did Will Wheaton grow up? No, no, up a fictional be... character is acting as a fictional character. Yeah, Wesley Crusher grew up to be Lieutenant Hawk. That's how I saw it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Data's he the hated goal. his mother. He hated them saying "shut up, Wesley" so much that he had to change his name. I took uh, a bunch of like little notes. Do you want me to? Uh, there yes, were, like, please tell me, me the notes. Me tell you where, notes. Now I wrote these down just at, as I was watching the episodes and stuff. Um, first question: I started taking these after the first yeah. episode, right? So there's a woman in the in the first episode that I watched. Q who this like um, attractive. Diana sort of looking figure who's following Geordi around the ship. No, right. 
who is she and where did she go? Yeah, uh, she probably just. Oh, is that the one who spilled hot chocolate on to Picard? I don't. I, she was just. She was like. I don't know who she was. She was just in that episode. Did she spill hot chocolate on Picard? In that episode? Yeah. I don't. No, I don't think so. I think she it was might just be like her following Geordi around. Like he was like yeah. teaching her things and stuff. Like she yeah, was, yeah. That's that might be her. Um, she's the one. Remember we watched. Um, oh, what's that movie with Arnie? Arnold Schwarzenegger on Mars again. Total Recall. Total Recall. Remember a three boob lady? She plays three boob lady. Three oh, boob lady. Three boob lady. <laughs> okay, so okay, she's yeah. three boob lady. Um, this is just a general comment. Uh, in one of those episodes, there's a scene where they all play poker, and Data has a little hat on, and I thought it was yeah. nice. He wears a little yeah, po- a little nice. poker visor, and it was cute. I go. just like the Data, who's a high function um computer. Plays a card game with people. Yeah, like he, he must hold. <laughs> he back was the a dealer. Yeah, though Riker wins every game apparently. Data was the dealer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's why he has the hat on. Yeah, yeah. Um, does the dealer play as well? No, but it depends on what you're playing. If you're playing blackjack, you play against the dealer. Yeah, but they were playing um, some sort of Texas Hold'em style thing. I don't know what it was. Is but. it a surprise to you that Riker wins every game? No. Not at all, is it? No. It's because he'll just do that smile goes, hmm. He has he has no tells. You have no <laughs> yeah. idea at any moment. Has, what? There's no life behind those every, ears. Everything in ears, his, eyes. Yeah, everything in his face when you look at him and try to read what he's thinking is just this man wants to have sex? sex with me? <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. Um I like the way uh Jean Luc Picard says uh tissues because he says tissues. <laughs> he said it in one of the episodes, and I thought, "Oh, that's nice." Did Patrick you come Stewart. across the French thing for Picard? Yeah. Hmm. So Picard is French. Yeah. Like, like fully French. He was born in France, grew up in France. Yeah. Okay, so you know. Okay, just. I'm aware of that, but I, d- yeah, I don't know yeah, if it yeah. came up in any of these episodes. But I know yeah, that's a, no, just, a just thing. Just because yeah. I find it interesting that the Yorkshire man. The Frenchman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he yeah. said tissues. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um. I wrote down a question. Now, it was answered afterwards because this was in one of the episodes and it, she hadn't a- appeared yet. I forgot Beverly existed and I was wondering why there was no medic. <laughs> I wrote down, does this team, do they not have a bones? What's happening yeah. here? But then Beverly yeah, yeah. turned up, so that was answered. Actually, I'm going to ask you through the, the cast of characters if you like which ones you like and which you don't. Well, go on. Uh, okay, so this is an actual question. Genuinely, right? Right, so, okay. The term red shirts, yes. right, ha- is that's like a term now that people use for like characters that die, right? Yes, yeah. Di- so did did Star Trek, did the star- did Starfleet change their uniform color coordination? Yes, in, re- in Was it in response to red people, red shirts dying a lot? I don't and then they know if it's response to red shirts They couldn't get people lot, to sign um, up because they were like, well, no, if I put the red shirt on as a, as a novice, yeah. I will die. So they made so, all the, the leaders yeah. wear them. So people would be like, see, yeah. no, red shirts don't die. Yeah. yeah, so Command used to wear um, yellow, which now is engineering. Um, blue is for science and medics. So for, not, in TNG, blue is for science and medics. Uh, red is for command and tactical. And yeah, but though, mind you, a blue and a yellow can still be in command. There's nothing stopping it. But usually the tactical ones are in charge for, you know, yeah, yeah, all yeah, the yeah. reasons. Um, but yeah, in the original series, um, 
yellow or technically it was actually green believe it or not but the lighting in the studio made it look like yellow yellow was uh command uh red was engineering because if you remember scotty and blue was still medicine and and spock was still blue as well so yeah, yeah, they yeah changed. Okay. I'm not so, sure. If they, I'm not sure if they did for that reason. But even then, probably. if you look at over all the series, reds were not really that much higher. Um, it's it's more of a meme than anything. It's oh, kind yeah, of no, no. The, I w- yeah. the, I wasn't. I don't think that's actually why they changed the yeah. color coordination. But then they kind of they changed uniform again for this movie. Yeah, they have the. They're all the just wearing black stuff. with yeah, little yeah. bits of the color on. But them. The, the red is still in the shirt. No, yeah, it's still the colors yeah, are still yeah. there, but they're all wearing yeah. like a more yeah similar. And I believe they actually didn't have costumes um, for this movie made. They borrowed it from DS Nine. Oh. Well, um, so you see, I spotted, I fi- I spotted yeah. that in my own. Nobody yeah, had to briefly point see to the <laughs> TNG uniform as well. Um, at the beginning when Picard is like in the Borg cube thing in this dream thing, we see him in the his original uniform. Hmm. Um, and yeah. Um I have a, uh, another observation. Go on. Two more. Number one, uh in the couple of episodes I watched, Picard does this really lazy little finger thing whenever he says engage. And it yeah. looks really gay and really yeah. really stupid. He just Some goes point, yeah. engage. <laughs> it's this. <Yeah. laughs> it's just like, but it's more like half-assed as well. Like he's not, he can't yeah. be arsed like f- fully pointing. He just kind of flicks. He just this little actually little flick thing. It's funny. I'm talking about Picard, there's a quick thing. Um, you so you've watched some of the first season then. Um, yeah. Have you noticed what Picard does when he sits down? No. He pulls his. He does this. He like he pulls his clothes down when he sits down like that. Okay. Because at the time the jumpsuit was um, like really bad for riding up, so he did that every time. But by the time the second season came around, it was a two piece, so it wasn't riding up anymore. But at that stage, people were so used to the character doing it, he just kept he doing it, it. Hmm. and it's called the Picard maneuver. It's so good, and, and the thing is though, there is actually a Picard maneuver in the show as well, which is when you take a ship into. Um, like warp speed and then quickly come out of warp speed because if you do quickly enough you'll have an image of two ships in the sky and they'll shoot at the wrong one that the the card came up with that nice yeah observation number 75 from me watching star trek i think is this a because okay so i've only seen say like the abrams movies and then a bunch of random episodes of this. Changer, yeah. um, but it seems like there's often a situation in Star Trek whereby the captain uh, gets kidnapped or uh, taken by the enemy somehow. So the commander, number one, becomes acting captain or whatever. And then that person, Riker or Spock or whoever, is like, oh, let's put, I'm putting a team together. I'm leading the away team. We're going to get the captain back. And then somebody, usually a woman on the ship, has to go. You can't go anywhere. You're the you're the captain now. You're, you you yeah. have to stay on the ship. Somebody else is going to have to. Li- I'll lead the away team or something. 
And yeah. you're like, all right, damn it, fine. But then they proceed to send every single other head of every other department on the ship on yeah, this super yeah. dangerous away mission. They send yeah. the, head of, the head of engineering, the head of medicine, the head of fucking nav or whatever. They send like yeah. all the other important characters. And it's like, yeah. surely they should stay on the ship as well. And it's not like the <laughs> other people on the ship aren't capable. They're well, all, like, the entire ship is full of like very well-trained, capable scientists, you know, yeah. experts in the field. Just, like. I just noticed it because it happened when Picard became a Borg in the episode. It happened with Riker. Yeah. Riker was like, I'm going in. I've got to do this. And then I think uh, Deanna was like, you can't leave. You're the captain now. You have to stay on the ship. So he sends Geordi and Data and Worf and like all the other heads of all the other departments. But the same thing happens in one of Abrams' Star Trek movies with Spock. Yeah. Or maybe it's the... No, it is, yeah. the I'm pretty sure Spock becomes acting captain or whatever while um, you, you, Chris Pine, what's his character's name? Captain Kirk, Kirk gets... Uh, <laughs> is, like, captured or whatever. And the exact same thing happens when you're one that Spock is in a relationship with has to stop and be like, no, you can't go. You're Spock now. Or you're captain now. <laughs> 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 you're sorry, you... It's you, a title. No, you're, Kirk, yeah. you can't. You're Spock now. You're acting, you're acting Spock, so you can't go anywhere. I just say, is that, like, it? does that happen a lot in Star Trek? Is that... A, a, <laughs> Just a I mean, look, the whole idea of, like, sending off, like, the heads off to do stuff happens a lot. Like, the captain very often goes out. Now, I will say TNG was a little bit better. They often sent down, like, Riker instead with some other people. But, yeah, Picard certainly takes a few away missions as well. Um, I mean, look, the reality is that they want, you know, that cast to be on screen, you know. No, 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 I, I understand that. It's yeah. just, like... <laughs> That particular instance of like, or oh, whether captain, it's someone takes over, captain it gets happens, kidnapped. And it then, happens once in a while, but it's it's really only during big moments in the show. Like, yeah, but then is that yeah. could they not just argue that with the captain? Like, sorry, you're the captain. You can't go on this dangerous mission. You have to stay yeah, here on the ship. Like, yeah, and but then and the captain you, be like, shut up on the, the captain. <laughs> you've watched the first episode of. Um, <laughs> to be fair, the episodes you've I have first episode of TNG, didn't you? The episodes so, I yeah yeah I watched the first six or seven. Yeah, the, and like he makes a point to saying like, you know, um, because you know, number one, you know, I like to do what I want on my ship. I don't like being told what to do. And Riker's like, well, look, I'm your number two, and I am in charge of. I'm telling you when you shouldn't yeah. be doing something stupid. In fairness, the um, what I have seen of the next generation, Picard seems to quite often stay on the ship. Yeah, he does quite often. He just he does sit there and kind of like coordinate things while Riker is running around having sex with aliens or whatever it is he he does all the time. Yeah, people always talk bullets. about like Kirk <laughs> being the wink, big player of wink. aliens, and he does like have like sex. A, a decent amount in the original show not as big as people like to make out I think people just kind of overinflate it because oh sex in the 60s woohoo but um, but I think Riker definitely um, is definitely more the horn dog of the yeah Star yeah I think so yeah, yeah. Okay, I have a couple more little questions just to Star Trek in general number one where is where on the Enterprise is the command deck that they're always at in. the very top, but but it's 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 a little bulb thing at the top, at the top of the saucer, yeah. But they separate the saucer section in the movie, and they're not in it. They're in a they're in the command deck, and they're looking at the saucer. Oh, that's yeah, that's just at the base, of the under. 
underneath. So, two, yeah. so it's not at the top of the. They, the there's two bridges. Oh, yeah. they have like a, a backup bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. That makes more sense now because I, I yeah. always just assumed it was like just at the front of the ship. Yeah. It's but, also the captain's yacht, which is a thing that's just underneath the saucer can be popped out as well. Okay, 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 okay. We're nearly there. We're nearly there. Uh, I had one more thing. Um, why why did they drop the C in Star Trek? Sorry, what? Why did they spell Trek without a C? What? In the in Star Trek. Yeah. Isn't, tre- isn't there a C in Trek? No. There's no C in the word Trek. Like trekking. Is that spelled with a C? No. No, it's not. All right, never mind. I answered my own question. I didn't know how to spell trick. Okay. All right. So why okay. did they? Why is there no C in the word trick? Dan? It does sound like it needs a C. Um, anyway, we'll go on to the next section. Jesus moment. So what's your Jesus moment? Oh, it's definitely the sex dungeon. It has to be. I mean, Jesus. That came out of nowhere. I was like, whoa, Borg Queen and Data are into some mad shit. Very clearly, they spend... And then, you know what it is? She, like, kisses him and whatever. It's like, when's the last time you fucking had a wank, Data? And Data's like, it's been 18 years since I touched myself. Eight years. Eight years, 600 and blah, 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 whatever. Um, And then she kisses him. And then then we don't see them again for, like, an hour. (laughs) Yeah. Like they don't turn off the rest of the hey movie. Man, they, man, think about woo-hoo. it. If you're powered by electronics, <laughs> I think the only reason they stopped was because Picard came in. <laughs> they were still going at it, and then they were like, "Shit, yeah. shit, no, Picard's coming. We gotta act like we're like world domination. Remember that. Come on, let's go." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely that. That was funny. It was. What's your um, Jay's moment? I mean, I think it's um, some of the lines, to be honest. Um, like, Worf, assimilate this. Yeah. Mm. Or, actually, you know what my Jay's moment is? It is the meme. It's the fact that Picard tricked a bunch of Borg into, uh, a, into a holo program, into, like, a 1920s holo program, and then used a light gun to kill them. Like... Because this is the thing, like they always say, how why do hum why are humans able to resist the Borg so well all the time? It's like that's it. Because the Borg tried to predict and work around them and then like destroy, but like the Borg could never ever predict that a captain of a ship would trick a bunch of Borg into a hollow program of the nineteen twenties, pick in up a mini which, gun, in which he <laughs> plays a character. Who is a a noir detective called Dick? Yeah, and you were really shocked when I said, "Yeah, no, that's part of the show." I just no, it may I because I was like, "Is this just? Did he just invent?" Because it dawned to me, I was like, "This is because he was calling out." He was like, "Computer, go to chapter 13. and it switched to like the ballroom scene with Johnny Schnockta nose in the background or whatever. Yeah, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this is he is this this is pre-programmed from previously. Like this is not like yeah. he just he like ran in and like." set up a this is not a combat situation like this is just john luke uses the holodeck for his own like personal pleasure he just goes in there every once in a while and runs out an entire 
pre-programmed scenario where he pretends to be a detective from 1920s Earth. It's a big theme, yeah. (laughs) It is kind of cool, and it makes total sense. It's like, yeah, he'd do that, wouldn't he? That's yeah, exactly yeah. what he does with his spare time. He drinks scotch. Yeah. He reads Moby Dick, and he said, pretends like, he's it was a like a child. It was like a childhood um, thing reading the books. Like he loved reading those books. So, like, of course he would. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. That yeah. was gonna be. That was my. If it hadn't been for the sex dungeon, I would have said that for my answer as well. To be honest, yeah. it's fun. The fact that he just like shoots him down. Like, there's no way like any other race would have thought of that. <laughs> and the Borg was like, "What the fuck." But yeah, I think that's definitely my RJ at the moment. Um, yeah, I think we go into the next section then. Yes, Mr. Frodo. It's over now. Right. On, you've watched the, um, you know, the Kelvin universe. But now you've watched a bit more of the original timeline. In general, um, episodes and movie-wise, what do you think? Um, I'm, I don't, it's grand. I, I don't think I, I'm not really in a rush to go back or to, like, start watching all of Star Trek now. Yeah. Um, I think the movie, this one, was a lot easier for me to watch because it, I think in terms of the way it's structured and the way it's filmed in particular is a lot more like modern sensibilities in terms of filmog- filmmaking and stuff. Um, yeah. I think the show, at least what I've seen, is still kind of shot the way OG Star Trek was in terms of like the... the you know the the layout of, of scenes and the, yeah. the, the, the where the cameras are in fixed places and stuff like yeah. that, um, which is grand. I don't I don't hate it like, but it's um, yeah, it's it's I, I look. I mean, honestly, I think at this point, like any network TV series that has twenty seven hundred episodes a season, there's going to be some really bad ones and there's going to be some very good ones. It's you yeah. know what I mean. It's rare that anything <laughs> is like impeccably well made for all 22 episodes of a season like yeah. that there's going to be some episodes that are just throw away like we need to fill some fucking we need to fill out an episode here and just throw in some shit um so yeah it's grand you know i, I liked the, i thought the movie was actually pretty good to be honest i liked a lot of it i liked the i get why you like it I, honestly as soon as the movie was like hey, we're traveling back in time. I was like, oh, this is why it's Dan's favorite Star Trek movie. Okay, I get it now. Yeah, there's time travel involved. Of course, Dan likes this one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of that going on, yeah. But um, yeah, it's good. It's, you know, I'm not um, I'm not going to walk around calling myself a Star Trek fan or anything yeah. just yet. But you don't. But I don't hate Star Trek. Because I know before you were quite, I know you've seen some episodes before randomly and you were a little bit bored by them in the past. Yeah, I was still, like like I was saying, the first episode I watched in the run-up to this, the Q-Who one, I was bored watching yeah. that um, yeah. for the most part. And I had you don't seen, like Nancy as Q. I had seen him in, because actually one of the episodes I watched in season one, he was in one of them, where he like, put yeah. humanity on trial or whatever. I think it's one of the episodes, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had, so I, I knew who he was. Um, Kind of. I mean, I kind of forgot. And then you were like, yeah. you know, he's this thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, he was the guy in that first episode. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I, yeah. Overall, I'm, I'm okay with Star Trek. It's fine. You can yeah. go ahead. Would you like, we were talking kind of about this. Uh, so the Kelvin timeline um, is still in the, um, the original series era. Would you like seeing, like, 
a recasting and have a TNG, the next generation era, in the Kelvin universe. If it was done in the style of like the Abrams movies, like yeah. in a film. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't hate it. I I'm not a huge fan of the Abrams movies either, to be honest. I liked the first yeah. one, and I think the rest of them were all fine. I thought the third one was actually part. quite good. Yeah, I, I know a I lot of people. One. I know an awful lot of people didn't like Into Darkness and thought Beyond was really good. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I See, the thing, like, Into Darkness, I think, is one of those things where, like, because it was Wrath of Khan, essentially, and they, like reversed things and changed stuff around a lot of people were like this is fucking they just remade it was the it's the force awakens thing again where people are just like they just remade a new hope and changed some shit it's the same fucking movie um whereas i had never seen ratcan i didn't know what was it meant nothing to me so i was like this is interesting um yeah i don't know i'd, I'd be yeah i'm not i'm not i won't i won't like recoil in horror if somebody ever suggests watching Star Trek again, I'll put it yeah, that yeah. way. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, good stuff. Um, yeah, I enjoyed First Contact. I think First Contact is one of my favorite Star Trek movies. Um, and TNG being my f- second favorite um, Star Trek show, um, it's always kind of good to slip back into them. Um, DS9 for life, bitches. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's a good movie. Um, I think it holds. I definitely recommend people watching TNG and giving first contact a go. Um, after the first movie, Generations, which I thought was a bit pants, to be honest, um, this was pretty good. So yeah, definitely recommend it. Um, if you're into Star Trek or if you want to get into Star Trek, do uh there's loads of new star trek it's, it's like a new golden age of star trek there's a whole bunch of shows out now um but yeah that's that's kind of my word on it really um owen why are you watching next week on oh, next week splitting hairs is back splitting hairs we're is doing back, another baby. splitting hairs on this time this time people may take our lives they may take our podcast but they'll never take Braveheart we're doing Braveheart versus Rob Roy um, which ne- I don't yes. think either of us have ever seen Rob Roy I think I've seen Maybe. bits and pieces I, yeah I'm pretty sure I haven't ever seen Rob Roy um, but I've seen Braveheart a bajillion times easily a bajillion times and I'm excited yeah. to watch it again because I love Braveheart in fact your cousin has like a helmet from the movie Mm, yes, I have family. Yeah. I have personal family history with the movie Braveheart, which we will discuss yeah. in Splitting Hairs yes. when we return. In uh, where I weeks. will defend Braveheart. Yeah, because I hate <laughs> my family. <laughs> anyway, folks, um, give us a like, share, subscribe, all of that. Suggest us to your friends. You know, you know the deal. Um, we'll. I think we'll love you and leave you. Asher Lowe. Grant. <laughs>